I was actually going to be wrapping up the Holy Spirit Rain series this morning, and uh, it, was, it was weird just kind of contemplating that and then something else that was kind of on my heart. Um, and then it was like really just this morning, the Lord confirmed uh, in my heart before, before um, really even waking up, not to, uh, not to finish the series, but to speak on something else. And I think it's perfect because it's not going to take that long, and it just really made room for other things, right? Mm-hmm. You know? I think sometimes we come, we come to church and we think it's all about a sermon, and we're certainly to gather around the Word, um, but there's, uh, there's a lot of power in Revelations that says there's even power in the Word of our testimony. You know, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the Word of our testimony. And uh, I don't know that there is a greater testimony to give than, than the salvation of the Lord and then His faithfulness in our lives. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's good to hear those things. Those things stir our faith. And, and, you know, that's something that the disciples asked uh, Jesus. Increase our faith. Lord, increase our faith. And that's what he's doing. We've all been given a measure of faith. And I believe that God is, is constantly building, building that faith in us. And the more our faith is built, the more that we live lives worthy of the calling. Amen? And so uh, that's kind of what I wanted to share a little bit about this morning. Uh, I, was, I was with a group of people, and, and we were talking, and, and I said, um, what's y'all's New Year's resolutions? You know, just trying to make small talk. <laughs> what's your resolution? You know, and, um, and everybody was kind of like, wow, puzzled, like they'd never heard of that before. And I'm like, you know, do, we not, do people not make New Year's resolutions anymore? How many of you guys have made New Year's resolutions? Really, a few of you? Okay. Well, we were, we were talking about it. And, uh, and it was really cool, man. I was, I was, uh, I was surprised, uh, but I was actually very encouraged in my spirit in that it kind of is kick-starting what I want to share um, one person said, you know, we, we always kind of have our little list of things that we want to uh, uh, make resolutions on, kind of our, our money list, our spiritual list, our vacation list, our, uh, you know what I mean, resolutions to travel, resolutions to whatever. Um, and she you talked about that. And, uh, but she says, you know, I think our New Year's resolution this year is just to rest. I was like, how do you do that? I mean, what? <laughs> I'm just resolved to rest. It's like, but you know what? Here's the thing. That is, that's probably for the day and age that we live in, for the way that our lives work, for the way the world's going around right now, that might be the best resolution that one could make Amen. is to rest. And I got to thinking about that. Um, uh, where does rest come from? Where does, where does rest come from? And, and true rest, the, the rest that brings uh, peace the rest that brings contentment, the rest that brings uh, um, um, gratitude, uh, everything that we are supposed to exemplify in Christ, that rest only comes from being in the presence of the Lord. You know, in the presence of the Lord comes times of refreshing. You know, when we are in the presence of the Lord, we are rejuvenated in our heart and our spirit and in our, in our, even in our skin. You know what I mean? We are, we are rejuvenated. Rest comes. And so I'm thinking, okay, if a New Year's resolution for this person and for anyone else that would bravely take on that challenge, um, where is that going to be accomplished? Because, you know, there's uh, all kinds of New Year's resolutions. If, you're, if your new, re- new Year's resolution is to travel more, then, okay, there's steps to that process, isn't there? Okay, okay, well, where do I want to go? Where have I not been? Uh, how am I going to get there? Which usually involves money, so you start saving money, and you start taking the steps to accomplish that New Year's resolution, that thing that you are resolved to do, that you are determined to do. Uh, if it's losing weight, 
You know, uh, this year I'm going to eat, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to lose weight. Well, you know, it's, the thing is, is that you don't just say, I'm going to lose weight. And then all of a sudden you just drop 50 pounds. <laughs> you know, there's a process to that, isn't there? There's a step to that. There's, there's dieting uh, or your diet. There's, uh, there's sleeping, actually, <laughs> getting good rest. Uh, what else is there that goes into it? Exercise, you know, even supplements. I mean, supplements in these, our food is so bad that they suck out all the good stuff, the nutritional stuff that supplements can really help with all that kind of stuff too. And so there's, there's these things that you have to be a part of and to do if you're going to accomplish the task of, of losing weight, um, getting in shape. And I guess I was thinking about all of these things and I thought about uh, the condition of our, of our soul and how, um, um, you know, Sean's saying, um, what was it? Oh, then sings my soul, Savior God to thee. And that really was what was on my heart a lot since the person said, I just, I'm really resolved this year to rest, to rest. And that really involves our soul. And the, and the scripture that came to my mind was Psalm 84, if you want to turn there. Psalm 84. And this is, this is actually a lot of people's favorite verses. I mean, people that memorize you know, whole chapters of things, this is one that people memorize quite a bit. Um, I'm going to read through it. I'm actually going to read the whole thing. Um, and before I do, let me just say that, you know, again, there are, are all kinds of lists that people make. And it's interesting that somewhere on that list, it might be at the bottom or it might be somewhere at the top but written really small, is always, for the believer, it's always that, that um, spiritual list too. And this person talked about their spiritual list. That spiritual list of being, you know, I'm going to attend church more I'm going to serve in my church more. I'm going to tithe in my church more. I'm going to, um, you know, whatever the deal is that has to do with spiritual stuff. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to be on a Bible in a year plan or whatever. Um, all of those things are, are good. But if we're really honest, and this is, you're going to, we're going to talk about this as we get into this, this verse, but if we're really honest, the condition of our lives, again, the surroundings, the culture, the busyness, the condition of our lives is crying out for way more than anything on our resolutions list. Even the church stuff. You know, even I need to be there more. I need to, which is not a bad thing, but I, I need to be there more. I need to give more. I need to do the, all, even all the churchy religious stuff. Listen, our soul is crying out for more than that. It just is. These things are good. They're good resolution, resolutions, but our soul is... is and even if we don't know that it is, let me say that, even if we don't know that our soul is crying out for more than what we're resolved to accomplish this year, it is. And you look at Psalm 84 and it says, um, it says, how lovely, and I love that it starts out by saying so, how lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. And that's another grandiose way of saying your presence is pretty good. You know what I mean? It's good to be in your presence. How lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. My soul longed, even yearned for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself. And she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. How blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart 
are on the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca. Baca means, uh, it means weeping actually in, uh, in, in scripture. It means weeping. Uh, how blessed is the man who, whose strength is in you, whose heart is on the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of weeping. You know, we talked about that this morning. That it's, We go through difficult times. Um, through the valley of weeping, they, they make it a spring. The early rain also covers it with blessing. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them appears before the Lord in Zion. It goes on to say, O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, our God. And look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Of course, we're familiar with this song that came out of here, right? You know, um, but listen to that a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield and the Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. No good thing does he uphold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. And the scripture that I really wanted to focus on was verse 2. It says, My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And, you know, it's just another way of saying that what my life is desperate for, whether I realize it or not, is being in the courts of the Lord. Being in the presence of the Lord from the... Think of it this way, from the depths of my spirit, the depths of who I am, the deepest part of, of who I am is spirit. You know, you're looking at skin and skin's cool, but the depth of who I am is spirit. And the most shallow part of who I am is flesh. You guys hear what I'm saying? The depths of me is spirit. The shallow part of me is flesh. And so from the depths of my spirit to the very surface of my flesh, every part of me is crying out for God. I may not realize it. I may not know it. But whenever I'm hungry, when I'm seeking, whenever I'm lonely, whenever I'm confused, whenever I'm whatever, and the list can go on from a day-to-day basis, it's crying out for the living God because I was created to find rest, to find solitude, to find refuge in the Lord. And, and that happens, that fulfillment comes from being in the courts of the Lord, being in the presence of the Lord. That's just another way of saying being close to Him. It's another way of saying being in His care, being under His protection, being under His provision. We talk about that a lot, being in the provision of the Lord and the protection of the Lord. And uh, again, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but reaping the benefits of being in His court, let me say that, carefully, reaping the benefits of being in his presence or, or um, being in his courts, and I, and I mean that strong, lasting benefits. I'm not saying, oh, I had a great experience on Sunday. I'm talking about the daily, lasting benefits of being in his presence, experiencing his rest, experiencing his provision, his protection, experience his comfort, his, uh, the contentment that comes from him. It doesn't come easy. It just doesn't. Oh, well, Caesar, you're wrong. You're not understanding the word because you just get in the presence of the Lord and it's just, ah. Oh. And that's true. But remember, I'm talking about the long-lasting, strong, consistent um, rest and um, benefits of being in the courts of the Lord because we're not talking about just being in a service. That's obviously part of it. We're talking about a lifestyle of surrender, a lifestyle of being in the presence of the Lord. You know, you don't just say, just like you don't say, hey, I'm going to lose uh, 50 pounds this year. <laughs> Whoa! It doesn't just happen that way. 
It's the same thing with, you know, this year I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get closer to God. That's my New Year's resolution. And then, you know, January 2nd, you will not believe how close to God I am. And I'm, what I'm not saying is that as soon as you press into the Lord that you're not close to Him and He doesn't come to you because you draw near to Him. Scripture says He does draw near to you. But I'm talking about the strong, long benefits, lasting contentment, and all those things, that rest that comes uh, from, from being in His presence. And I was just thinking about, again, uh, and I talked about this already, but um, you can tell that the Lord just kind of gave me this this morning, but... Um, about the steps that it takes, diet, rest, um, um, exercise, supplements. Uh, the list goes on and on about what it takes to get in shape. Listen, there kind of is a list of things that you can use as a, a proponent to propel, a proponent to propel you into that rest, that, that, um, that goal that you're trying to meet, which is to be in the the courts of the Lord and to reap those benefits. And I think it's found here in Mark 12, if you want to turn there. This is Jesus' words, which is always good. If Jesus said it, you can pretty much hang your hat on it, you know? And I think it starts with a desire, you know? Uh, even the desire to lose weight, it starts with a desire. But it's not until desire meets determination that you're actually able to accomplish anything. You guys know what I mean? I'm determined. I'm resolved. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to jump into the steps here, and I know that I will meet my goal when this happens. Uh, and it's, very, it's the same thing with dwelling in the courts of the Lord, reaping those consistent benefits, provision, protection, contentment, all of those things. It starts with the same thing. It starts with the desire, but we have to combine that with the determination. You know, if I just said, oh, my desire is to do this, you know, there's still steps. There's still things I need to press into. Um, and I understand, you know, a lot of our people aren't here this morning. I wish they were because there's some wonderful testimonies. And I do understand that even, even in, the, in a church crowd, um, there are some that just have no desire for what I'm talking about. Believe it or not, you may even be here. And the truth be told, like, it's like whatever. Dwelling in the courts of the Lord. My soul longs and even faints for you. You know, that's about where it stops. But the truth is, is, there's a lot of people that come to church, maybe even this church, that's not on their radar. And I'm sad for anybody that, that, because you're just missing out on a, on a major lifestyle change. You know? There's probably plenty that come to Soma and other churches that have a slight desire for these things that we're talking about. And honestly, I would say just... It's very typical. Very few have that strong urge, desire to just go for God. Would you guys agree with me? Just very few, but like we want to be those people. And we have, you know, um, there's times where we have that desire, especially when we're going through difficulties. Isn't that interesting? I just need God. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know? But it's, it's not until that desire is, is really a true desire. And then it's met with the determination, the resolve, the resolution within us. This is what I'm going for. This is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to get in shape. When it comes to living for God, I'm going to get in spiritual shape. I'm going to get right with the Lord. And I'm going to pursue him righteously. And I'm going to be a person who stands upright before the Lord. Um, Mark 12. Uh, and you actually find this in, in most of the Gospels. But this is the story where the guy comes up to Jesus. 
<clears throat> I'll just start. Uh, I won't do the backstory, but it says that one of the scribes, Jesus had been talking and teaching, and in this section, he's actually talking to a lot of Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, religious leaders, a bunch of boneheads. Um, and in verse 28, it says that one of the scribes came and heard them arguing, all these Pharisees and Sadducees that are trying to trip Jesus up and make him look like a goofball. One of the scribes came and heard them arguing and recognized that he had answered them well. And he asked them, what commandment is the foremost of all? And Jesus answered, the foremost is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I think a lot of people miss that. You know, that's big time. I won't go there, but that's a big statement. And then he says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And you don't realize it, but what he did is he just, he just laid out everything that exists between spirit and flesh. Everything that exists between the depths of who I am spiritually to the shallowest part of me, fleshly, the fleshly man. You guys hear what I'm saying? What does it say here? My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. And then he says, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. My heart, which in scripture always, you know, it's kind of a, uh, what do you call it? A metaphor, metaphorically of, of um, usually the soulish area of man, our thoughts, our intentions, our emotions, our, uh, our yearnings and stuff like that. But but if you really take it, it's also a, a huge description of, of the depths of who we are spiritually. It really speaks to our spirit. When I say my heart, that's why Jesus said where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. You know, where you are at spiritually is where you're going to funnel your finances and your resources and, you know, everything into. And so he says, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. My heart, the depths of who I am, and my flesh, even the shallowest parts of who I am, all of it and everything in between need God and cries out. And when Jesus said, love the Lord, pursue the Lord, desire the Lord. Remember, we're talking about desire. He said, desire the Lord, love the Lord. He's good and he's one. And then he lays out some steps. Be determined to love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. And there's, there's, those are four distinct different words there. And I just want to kind of walk you through those. And it's not going to take long. But if you're writing things down, do I, I think I even have that on. Yeah. When you, when you look at the heart, when he says your heart, he's saying, listen, dive deep. Dive deep. Don't be one of those shallow Pharisees or Sadducees, or scribes that have a lot of phylacteries, a lot of little things that show them their religious status. Don't be one of those persons. Goes to the depth of who you are. Let your spirit bear witness with the Holy Spirit of God. Let the Spirit of God touch you in the depths of who you are, because that's where the true change is going to happen anyway. Love the Lord with your heart. Love the Lord spiritually. And I think that's where the practical things that we usually focus on without focusing on some of the other things we're going to talk about, the practical things like, I'm going to get closer to God this year, and so I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray, I'm going to worship, I'm going to tithe. And those things will indicate that I'm closer to the Lord. And those things are good, but they, ha- they, have, to fall under the, the, they have to fall under the fact that I am spiritually pursuing the Lord. I am, I am trying to edify myself. I'm trying to build up my faith. I'm trying to grow spiritually. I'm trying to be in tune with what the Lord is saying every moment of the day. I'm not just trying to go through a checklist of things that will make me look more spiritual, look like I'm um, meeting that uh, resolution, but I'm truly loving the Lord. I'm desiring the Lord with my spirit. 
And those things, reading the word, um, praying, worshiping, uh, all those spiritual disciplines, those things really can build up and edify our spirit. That's why, that's why they're there. That's why we do those things. You know what I mean? But I think there's a lot of people that are doing those things just because it's, it's the right thing to do. And it is the right thing to do, but it's not because of the motive of I'm trying to love the Lord, my God here, with all of my heart. The depths of who I am, my spirit, spiritually trying to love the Lord. You guys understand what I'm saying? And it's very important. Love the Lord. This is the first one he listed. And I, th- and I think there is an order to this. Love the Lord with all of your heart. It starts spiritually. Don't try to start with your flesh. I mean, you can, and it does, it can help, you know. But address your spirit. Where are you at? Address your spirit. And if you are truly desiring the Lord and addressing your spirit, trying to build up your spirit, when you read the word and when, when you worship and when you um, whatever, it will actually build up your spirit. But the thing is, if you're not actually loving the Lord and trying to build up your spirit, those activities don't really do a whole lot for you. They just don't. And then he says, love the Lord uh, with all your heart. Hold on, let me find it again. Love the Lord with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And uh, soul, when it speaks of soul, it almost always talks, well, it really always talks about the emotional kind of state of who we are. This is, this is just kind of a... Um, who I am uh, emotionally, um, part of my personality, part of my desires, my wants. Uh, um, this is just, you know, kind of the life of me. You know what I mean? Um, and he says, even that area, and I'm going to just use the word desires, okay? Your soulish areas, is, it's what you want. It's what you're going after, like just every day. You know what I mean? And it can affect your spirit. Because if I'm going after something that's not godly, if I'm going after something that really isn't going to edify my spirit, if it's not going to build me up in the faith, then really, it's, it's, it's really tearing me down. It's not doing anything for me. So he says, address, this, address your, um, your spirit and then address your emotions, address your desires. You know? And if... <laughs> I hope you can see the, the pattern here. If you're not addressing your spirit, if you're not building up your, um, your, the spirit man, then the choices that you're going to make and what you are desiring is not going to be the things of the Lord. And so that's going to trickle down into uh, your mind and your strength. We'll get there in a second, the more fleshly areas. And this, I don't know if this is too practical or, or what, but we have to address these things on, on purpose Love the Lord with all your heart and with all of your soul. Again, um, where your heart is, where your spirit is, what's going on in the spirit man, wherever your heart is, what is where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I actually said it backwards, didn't it? But it can go either way, kind of, you know. Wherever your heart is, wherever you're at spiritually is what you're going to want and what you're going to desire. What you're going to want and what you're going to desire is where you're going to sink your time, energy, emotion, talents, money into and Depending upon what it is, it can definitely affect your heart. And so then he goes, and so I look at those kind of things as, you know, I'm, I'm, going, um, I'm going from deep, uh, the depths and I'm going to more shallow places. It says your heart, the depths of who you are, and then your emotion, your desires, which can be swayed, you know, back and forth depending on what's going on. Then he says your mind, love the Lord with all your mind. And I just thought about your mental um, facilities, <laughs> You know, uh, mentally, loving the Lord mentally. And this talks about your, your understanding, your understanding of primarily God, understanding of, of His Word. Listen, 
That's, there's a reason why in Romans 12 it says, be, uh, don't conform to the image or to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because how you think, you know, is how you're going to act out, is what you're going to be. How a man thinks in his heart is how he's going to express himself in his life. You know what I mean? Um, uh, it talks about your, your mental abilities. And, and something else that I put in here is, is this is really uh, your faith. Faith, it starts with an understanding. You know, what do you understand about God? Do I understand that he's good? Do I understand that he's merciful? Do I understand that he's kind? Do I understand that he'll get on me if I'm being a bonehead? Yes. But I understand that his first inclinations towards me are good? Or do, am I the person that, that grew up um, that God just says, I hate you, I hate you, bird. You know, is that who you are? Is that how you think? You've got to rethink that because that will stunt every kind of spiritual growth. You know, you've got to have a view of God, an understanding of God in your mind uh, that is correct. And that comes from how you develop your spirit man, the disciplines that come there. If I'm disciplining myself in the word, truly seeking after the Lord, he says, I will find him. And when I find him, I will understand him. And when I am understanding him, my faith increases and that everything is just going good. Everything is going better. Even when things aren't going good, things are going good. Things are going better. You hear what I'm saying? And then he says, love the Lord with all your strength. Um, and I just thought about this is obviously, uh, to me, f- strength is physically. So you have spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and then physically. This is, this is, every, this is who we are. This is all of us. Love the Lord with all your strength. Everything that, that your hand finds to do, do it as unto the Lord. You know what I mean? Uh, um, just completely physical. I think uh, your actions, this, maybe say it that way, your actions, what you do, what you do, love the Lord in that. Whatever you're going to do, whether it's in public or whether it's in private, make sure that what you're doing is pleasing to the Lord. And those are conscious decisions. You know, you can't fall back on the devil made me do it for the rest of your life. You know, it's a conscious decision. You know what? I have the opportunity to look at something very um, inappropriate and explicit here, but I don't think I will. You know what I mean? I have, the, I have the opportunity to engage in this inappropriate conversation that is about someone else that is tearing that person down. But, you know, I made a New Year's resolution. I'm not going to do that, you know, or whatever. It's, it's consciously determining, resolving. I'm, I'm changing things here. I'm changing from my heart to my flesh. It cries out for the living God. Oh, my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Everything from the depths of who I am to the most shallow part of me. And see what happens, and I'll end with this. What happens is, is we might address one or the other, and we might really focus on one, but, but um, another part of it is just suffering. Like, I, I'm doing my disciplines, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but it's not translating over here into my actions. You have to understand the whole faith uh, and works thing, they work together. You know, in James, he's, he's laying that very clearly. You can't, you can't say, yep, I'm resolved, I'm getting closer to God, and you can't you can't say that, and then over here, you're still um, um, consciously pursuing. Now, we all have made mistakes, and we, but I'm talking about pursuing things that are unrighteous. You guys hear what I'm saying? There's a difference between, oh, gosh, I failed again. Lord, please forgive me. There's a difference between that and going, I'm going looking. It's time to go hunting, baby. You know what I mean? There's a difference. And there are people who, they, on this side of the room, on this side of life, they're like, oh, you know. Then on this side of life, on this side of the room, they're engaging in things that are so ungodly and not even repentant for it. 
We can't be that kind of people. We can't be that kind of people. That's not what God has called us to. That's not living a life worthy of the calling. And so thinking about, okay, my resolution is to rest. Listen, if it is, then long for the courts of the Lord. Long for the courts of the Lord. My soul yearns, even, and I love this, even faints, meaning I will exhaust myself in determination, in resolve, to make sure that I am leaving, uh, leading the life that God has called me to live. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. And then he says, my heart and my flesh, everything from the depths of who I am to even just the shallowest parts, cry out for the living God. It doesn't say, my heart cries out for God. Listen, even my flesh, and how, even more so my flesh, because this is the weak part. You know what I mean? Cry out, be determined. And, um, and with that, I just, I just thought about um, just some, some New Year's resolutions for our church. Um, and it's, it's too bad everybody's not here to hear this, but um, if, if, like the psalmist said, if my soul is yearning, even fainting for the courts of the Lord, I think the translation of that is definitely in our, in our home, in our private life. I'm, I'm really pursuing the things. I'm building up my spirit man. I'm addressing my soulish areas, my desires, my, the things that I lust for, long for. I'm addressing those things. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to gain a greater understanding of the Lord so that my faith can increase. I'm, I'm addressing my actions uh, in private. But listen, I, I can't help but see that it says my... My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. Listen, a big part of a believer's life is the fellowship with believers. It's the assembling together. I mean, Scripture even says, it goes as far as to say, don't, don't abandon the fellowship of the believers. Don't stop meeting um, with the other saints because there's power and strength and edification in that. And so as it relates to us as a church, here's the thing. If my soul is yearning, even fainting for the courts of the Lord, here's what I'm convicted of. Then that means that an, op- that an opportunity like this to worship together is really important. It's just huge. But here's the thing. I want to ask you a question. Um, which is more important? Christy, uh, I'll pick on you. This is so fun. Christy, which is more important for you? The courts of the Lord, the things of the Lord, or your work? The things of the Lord. I mean, that's the stock answer, but it's also the right answer, and I believe that about Christy. I really do. I'll give you your 20 bucks later. So, okay, now here's my question. And I'm not picking on you this morning. I promise I'm not when I say this. I just thought about Anyway. Okay. Are you on time for work? No. <laughs> oh, no. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. Every day. Every day I'm... No, here's the point. Here's the, de- here's the deal. Those work, like we show up on time to work. It is a requirement. Listen, we are required to show up on time to work. For some of us, if we don't show up on time, you do the write-up thing. Okay, now I got three write-ups. Now I'm put on probation. Now I'm fired. I mean, some of us, it's that serious. You know, we're, we are required to show up on time. Um, and I just, I was convicted, and, and we've talked about this at staff. We're kind of convicted that, you know, this is really important. When we gather, this is important. And God wants to do lots of things, not just hear some worship songs and do a little teaching. God wants to do lots of things in our services. And you know what? Because as a whole, we are a church that's not on time. 
and I'm not pointing at you guys. There's times where I'm like, hey, let's just we'll, we'll give it another 10 minutes. We'll give it another 30 minutes, you know. But I'm convicted on a couple levels because I think there's, there's things that God wants to do in our midst when we come. We're taking the effort. I'm putting on my mascara. I'm not putting on my mascara. But you guys are putting on your mascara. You're putting on your whatever, your good shoes. You're taking the time to spend the gas to get here. And um, I think sometimes we're not able to, to accomplish the full thing of what God would like to accomplish in our midst. And the main thing is that we run out of time. Because I'll be honest with you. When I see 12 o'clock rolling around, I consider how long the kids have been in with the teachers. I mean, come on. They're probably in there right now going, you know. I'm considering it's hungry. I'm considering a lot of the new nursing moms. You guys hear what I'm saying? I'm considering a lot of stuff. And so 12 o'clock runs around. I'm like, oh, man. Because life is life, is it not? You know, 12, 15 rolls around. I'm like, dang, I'm not even halfway through my message. You know, 1245 rolls around. I'm almost done. You know, I guess my point is, I, I, I think, I think our, our souls are yearning for these things overall. I think we want to experience all that God has for us in these services. But I think we have to really determine and resolve in our mind, you know what? I'm going to give God the same or better attention than I would give my workplace. And I'm going to get here a couple minutes early. I'm going to be ready to go. And uh, my commitment is that we are going to start on time. We start at 1030. Well, let me put it this way. We've never started at 1030, but we are going to start starting at 1030. Because I believe there's testimonies that can happen every week. I think that there's um, experiences that the Holy Spirit wants to, to accomplish in us, whether it's you know, speaking prophetically over one another or blessing or having times of praying for healing. There's just so much that, I, that we as a staff and as leadership want to accomplish and things that you probably would like to see, you know, and it just takes time. And so to be able to have the time to do all the things that we want, we want to start on time. You know what I mean? And I think that in the short time that we do have, you know, 12, uh, 1030 to 12, 12, 15, that should be plenty. But even like today, it's already 1225, you know, but that's mainly my fault. I told you I would only take 10 minutes. But I'm working on that. I'm working on that 11-minute message. So, so that's, that's um, you know, that's one of the things. And then um, another thing that the Lord just really spoke to me is, um, is taking time um, when we're in His presence. And this should trickle down into our own personal lives for sure. Taking time to be still before the Lord. To be still and to be quiet. And to hear and to listen. We are a... We are a distracted people. We rarely take time just to sit quietly before the Lord. Um, we don't even take time to sit quietly before our spouses, before our kids, before our stuff. We're just, we're pretty messed up if you think about it. But it's something that we're, it's going to be a, a discipline that we do as a church. And it may not be every week, but, but you will see a lot of sitting quietly before the Lord, like we did this morning and reflecting. And look at the fruit that came out of such an introspective, I'm sitting before the Lord, He's speaking to me moment. Amen? We are going to become an encouraged, life-giving, life-receiving, life-producing people. Not that we're not already, but we, we are going to make an impact on this city, and I believe on the world, this, this small bunch of ragtag people. We are. And it's going to start by loving the Lord with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength. Amen? Amen. Let's stand.
I'm really excited about this next year. I'm excited about the mission trips. I'm excited about the, the ministry in this city. <clears throat> I'm, exer- I'm excited about the, some of the teaching things that we're going to be diving into. I'm excited, excited about the, all the kids. You know, I'm holding little Olivia this morning. It's like, this is so awesome. You know, and those of you who haven't had kids or starting to, or haven't started yet, you're about to start. <laughs> you know? You're like, no, I'm going to New Jersey. <laughs> so, anyway, well, let's pray, and uh, I want you guys to really enjoy this New Year's Day. I felt like it was such a privilege to have church on New Year's Day. You know what I mean? And, and um, let's become a people and a church that are resolved to pursue the courts of the Lord. And let's, let's see what God does. Every week we should have a testimony of, you will not believe how my life is shaping up. I've spiritually lost 150 pounds. You know what I mean? So thank you.